Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscelis Dominguez. Let's get it. All right, welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the Yas and Amen podcast. Today I have a guest. Um, let me just tell y'all the enemy tried the try he tried to not have this episode happen. So I know it's going to be powerful. This message um, and the way Tracy is going to minister y'all is so, so important. So I'm grateful to have Tracy here. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, we finally did it. And <laughs> we're here. It's it's my seven o'clock and you're at what? 11 o'clock. But yes, for each other and for this awesome podcast. I'm so yes. happy to be here. Thank you so much. So yes, we have Tracy Doherty, the director of the Freedom Challenge. And if you've been around Full Collective, then you already know what the Freedom Challenge is. They were a partner with us last year at Sow the Seed Summit. Um, You know, we've donated to them. We've partnered with them in different ways. And I really believe in the work that they are doing. Um, You already know that we are here uh, fighting and advocating for human trafficking survivors. um, And that's a lot of what they do. And so she has more than 30 years of experience in pastoral ministry and church planning with her husband, Dan, working for the Freedom challenge uh, combines the two biggest passions God has placed on her heart to affirm the significance of women and to expand the biblical worldview of the church. Yes. Amen. I love that. Based in San Diego County. Oh my gosh. Wow. California. So you're just experiencing the sun right now while I see no sun. Got it. I love it. She holds a bachelor's degree in theology and is an experienced Bible teacher and speaker. She readily admits that her most fulfilling ministry has been as a mom and seeing her three children and one son in love grounded in their confidence and calling. I feel that before being appointed director of the freedom challenge in 2017, she was friends with its founder, Kathy Anderson, now in heaven and a self-proclaimed girly girl, but she traded in her high heels for hiking boots because she was drawn to the cause of championing women. Now, after hiking and flying countless miles around the world with the freedom challenge, she witnessed the power of women as environment changers, as a culture setters, as culture setters, and as forces of good in the world. Seeing the impact that she and her fellow freedom sisters have made has only further fueled her commitment to leading the freedom challenge to its goals, setting 1 million women and children on the path to freedom by 2030. Yes, and amen to that. Oh my gosh, 1 million women and children on the path to freedom by 2030. We're close. And I know y'all are close to that goal. So that is so powerful and beautiful. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you for being here. Love being here. So happy to be here. Today, we're talking about taking small steps in big ways. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about all, all different topics on this podcast, all trying to focus on faith growing and biblical understanding and biblical truth. And this is one of them, right? Taking big steps in small ways. We see this in countless uh, stories in the Bible, people taking big steps in small ways and also taking small steps in big ways, right? Um, all having to do with their faith, all having to do with relying on the strength of God. And so I'm grateful and excited to talk about this because this is so important as Christians, as the world changes, evolves, in some not so great ways, <laughs> we get to continue to stay unshakable and grounded um, and taking those big steps that call- God is calling us to um, in small ways. And so let us get right into it, um, into the first question. Uh, so why do you think small steps matter? And why do you think people struggle with taking them or seeing the impact they make for the future? That's a packed question. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take one bite out of that. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I was thinking about this and I want to go back to the beginning, Genesis, 
where we see this invitation, because it really is like our work is connected to those small steps and work is holy, right? Um, sometimes we see it connected to like the thorns and thistles or um, resistance or difficulty. But when we look at Genesis, like going back to like the first couple of chapters, there's this invitation from God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to do meaningful work with him in the world. And there was this beautiful invitation to shared authority. You know, you see the invitation to what we might see as like small or insignificant, like name animals, you know, cause flourishing, harness the potential of. So it all started in this little incubating crib, walking in shared authority with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in this creative power to harness the potential of this created world alongside God, the creator. So he like made us these little image bearers that are like, Let's keep doing this creative work where you see, wow, this kernel of seed could be um, stripped down. It could be beat and it could be made into a loaf of bread, right? Like we don't see a loaf of bread hanging on a tree. There was someone who walked with that shared authority and made that step to try that out. So I think that there's a real holy invitation from God into those small steps to discover. And we see it all connected to that Genesis narrative. Now we know where the narrative goes, right? It's like, there was like this cause and effect. God's like, I invite you to, you know, creative innovation. Um, I invite you to figure this all out, you know? And he had such delight, like in watching this potential world flourish. I mean, he could have done that on his own, but he invited us into the small that became the very good. I see it as like, as he created, he said, oh, that's good. And then he goes to us and to women. That is very good. So he's going, would you be a part of making what's good? Very good. I mean, that's like remarkable. But then again, you see the fall where fear comes, where blame comes, you know, everybody's looking at each other. I did it because of them, or I lost my motivation because of her, or I don't have enough resource, or I don't have enough potential. So that fall created this sense of, um, uh, you know, resistance. And I think that our resistance to taking the first step could really be connected in some of those early narratives. Um, of our life. I mean, there's other reasons too. Do you want, would you like to say anything about that? Or you want me oh, to just yeah, that's so good. I, um, I really like how you're starting talking about like authority, right? Because it, it really is that sometimes I think the lack of taking the step is this hesitation. Um, or it's also just like the unknowing of our identity, right? Like that he made us as image bearers, as like him, right? Um, and then even the way that you said invitation, um, you know, I, as someone who has experienced church, like abuse and hurt, the word God uses people sometimes is a bit, a little triggering. I know that, and I, and I think it means well, cause you know, in some ways we can say that that is true, but the word use, especially when we, when we think about the work we do, right. When it comes to human trafficking survivors, that is, the word they are being used. And so 
I don't love that word. So I love the word invitation because I think of that as we are co-laborers with God, right? We are doing the work together. He started it. Um, and even when we are, when we're about to do something, he's inviting us in to do something. He's already started something. He's, he's planted a seed. He's set the soil. He has done something. And so he's not putting us, um, in a situation where we just have to start everything from scratch. We have to have all the knowledge, all the plans, all the strategy, everything. Like he literally, um, sets the foundation for us. So when we think we're taking the first step, it's actually not the first step in the process. It's just our first step in the process, right? God has already taken a few first steps. And I think if we actually believe that, if we knew that, then taking those steps would look differently, right? We would probably take risks more often or say yes more often. Um, But it's really acknowledging like God is not using you in a certain, but he actually wants to co-labor with you. He's inviting you into this work together, just as he was inviting um, within the Trinity to do this work together, right? He then afterwards is inviting us. And um, what you were saying about the fall is, is just that, right? Like, uh, what is it that probably stops us? Fear, shame, guilt. I'm not enough. I'm not, um, I'm unqualified, all these different things. And it's like, maybe some of those things, quote, unquote, may f- be technically true. Um, Cause you know, maybe a Moses didn't feel like enough. Abraham didn't feel like enough. Mary was like, what, <laughs> you know, but it's not about, you know, us and what we have in regards to enoughness to be able to do something. It's really all about what God is going to place in us. Uh, and that's why we all have individual, you know, callings yeah. and, and paths. And so I'm really grateful that you, you know, you highlighted that because I think it all just really, and then it goes back to like identity and what do we know that God says about us and what do we just know about ourselves and who God is. Um, he's a creator and creative creators, right? Like creative people are not just those who play instruments and draw. We are all creative people and can create. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's some real truth. Yes. And amen. <laughs> I, I was thinking too, and to your point, it's, um, I'm thinking about Hebrews eleven six, where mm-hmm. there's these bold, meaty statements, right? Um, where he kind of highlights this facet. Which, so we're talking about like, where did all this start, this invitation? And why? where did it get off? And so Hebrews is talking about, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, you know, that's like strong language. Like, I feel like to say without faith, it's impossible. It's almost like God put a limit on himself. Like that's serious. Like, what do you mean without faith? It's impossible. There's nothing impossible with God. Mm -hmm. But again, it's drawing our attention to this partnership. Good. Make very good. You know, like he loves it when we figure stuff out. Like when our brain goes, yeah, we got that. And it's this. Mm -hmm. I just feel like he has so much delight in that process. So for us, as we begin to discover like what it is that, um, you know, God's planted in our heart that we are going to partner with him to water and foster, you know, it's, I, I, I love the idea of this mustard seed faith, right? So like Mark is talking about, um, what is the kingdom of God like? Mm-hmm. So each one of the things that we do that's intentional, that's a step forward, a small step, a big step, he's saying the kingdom of God, what you're personally doing to build God's kingdom, which mind you is our work and our word, mm-hmm. not just this select sacred and, you know, holy and not mm-hmm. he's saying 
it's a mustard seed. And I love, I'm just going to read it right here. It says, it is like a mustard seed, the kingdom of God, the smallest of seed that you plant in the ground. Yet when it is planted, it grows and becomes the largest of garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch it in the shade. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that God's like going unlock this mustard seed faith piece that is so delightful to him. It's this small little pink. I see it, Lord. What do you want to do? And then the end result is so flourishing. If you could see my yard right now, you would, you would be distressed because my, um, I'm building a house for my mom. Um, my father passed away last year. So we're building a house for her. And, um, in on my property, we're picking this beautiful tree. I mean, I'd like to imagine it's a mustard seed tree, but it's not, but it's, it, we're buying a full grown tree in honor of my grandma who actually did the first mustard seed faith where she changed her position and took a small step toward Christ. Mm. I'm going this way. Now I'm going this way. She put her mustard seed in the ground. And from that decision came all of these myself, my kids, my sister, my mom, everyone in the family's life, completely pivoting, Mm -hmm. changing direction. So this tree, we're going to hang little lanterns in it just as a reminder to ourselves of mustard seed faith, small beginnings, not minimizing when God says it's impossible to please him without that faith. And then he equates it to mustard seed to build his kingdom. Mm -hmm. That is something to really pay attention. It is starting small with potential. And we are a part of the bearing, the seeding, all of that. Mm -hmm. It becomes something beautiful. Amen. I love how you um, said the example of your grandmother and then also um, in the scripture itself saying that, you know, it became a place for birds, you know, to live. And so realizing that when we take a step, it does actually three things. It serves people, right? So you're serving generations to come. Yeah. Even people probably will never meet. It will serve someone to some capacity. The freedom challenging is serving women that you will never meet. Like it just, what you're doing, what we do every day will serve people. We will never meet. It glorifies God secondly. And thirdly, it edifies us and grows us and blesses us. Right. So just realizing our small, you know, our small steps, our big steps, it's not it's not something, it's not, it's beyond what we actually can just see. Right. And so even humbling ourselves to take a step back and acknowledge that and notice that, right. Your, your grandma taking that step to follow. I think of that, like my mom, all my family, um, you know, most Dominicans are Catholic. And then she took a different trajectory and someone invited her to a very Pentecostal church one day. <laughs> she said, yes. Uh, and it was very different for her, you know, and, and it has just changed the trajectory of our family. Um, and not everyone, you know, there's still people in our family that are, are in a different path. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying Catholic or anything is better than the other, but I see how my life um, is different than like my family or things like that based on the decision that my mom made. And mm-hmm. so it really does matter like these different and, and, you know, she didn't have a strategy plan to do that. <laughs> uh, and some things do require strategy, right? Yes, we can be organized, but not everything, right? Sometimes it is a simple yes. And then just going forward from there. Um, so that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I want to hear more about Freedom Challenge. So like I said before, I love Freedom Challenge. Um, and so talking a little bit more about that, but also how your yes, le- you know, how you led to a yes towards that towards, because I always say, especially working in this population, it is not, this is not a um, easy 
population to serve it is very heartbreaking. It's traumatizing. It's actually pretty challenging. Right. Um, and so I actually was talking to my friend yesterday. I'm like, Hey, we're hiring. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready, you know, to work with that. And that's a real response, you know, to working with human trafficking survivors, because you want to work in justice and love people um, while also acknowledging that this is actually really um, hard while also holy work. So we'd love to hear about your journey towards a yes to leading this. Yeah. Before I say that, just adding to this point is this um, idea we we minimize, right, the impact of, of our yes, right? Like, especially in this area, it's so big. When we're, when we're talking about this area of the exploitation of the vulnerable and, you know, human trafficking worldwide in all of its forms, mm-hmm. it's so big that we can become dwarfed, which I think is a strategy of the enemy mm-hmm. from stepping out. Oh, it's too small. It's minimized. It's like, you know, what was it? Zechariah 4, 8 through 10 talks about not despising small beginnings. And I think it comes down to like this piece of despising that what is my part going to do anyways with Mm -hmm. these statistics. And that's an internal emotional, again, connecting it back to faith if we're going to please God. So my story with the freedom challenge really starts with my, my personal, um, you know, oh gosh, there's so much there. (laughs) Let me focus in. But I have always felt passionate about empowering women, about affirming significance, about pollinating the dignity that already affirming what already resides in them. So as long as I can remember wherever I felt that stripped and potentially it's because of my own earlyhood trauma and things that I had experienced where, you know, someone had taken things that didn't belong to them. So, you know, we always have this, like we become part of that solution. So, um, always had that bent, um, even though my husband and I have been church planters, pastors, we've always had a thought about the world, about, um, me personally, about the power of women and the enemy's target because mm. he said it in Genesis, right? He said, you and me, girl, I'm enmity against you because you're carrying the seed of the future. Mm. I hate you, woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he said it straight out. God mm-hmm. said, it. he said, this is, this is what's coming after you. Right. Um, so, you know, that's always just kind of divinely been birthed there in me. So with Freedom Challenge, um, my great friend who was in our church at the time, we would spend time and she was, you know, giving me this vision about, you know, women being challenged for their own freedom on behalf of others and doing really, really hard things. The first one was going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro from a woman from every continent Wow! and doing on behalf of women and children who don't have a voice and don't have the choice Mm -hmm. to even do what they want with their own body. Mm -hmm. We would in fact be choosing to do something hard and afflictive in our own body in their name as an intercessory prayer. So I remember just listening to her going, you know, cause as a coach and a pastor's wife, you're a pastor, you're yes, let's go with that vision. Well, it turned out that that was a vision that God, it was a must. I was a part of that mustard seed fostering for her, mm-hmm. not knowing at all that it had any connection to my life or my legacy, just showing up and affirming. Mm-hmm. Um, so she connected with Operation Mobilization, which Freedom Challenge is a, um, a ministry of that global organization. 
And I started watching this flourish over a year and a half. I mean, in fact, 40 women climbed Mount Kilimanjaro from continents of the world. And um, it they raised over a million dollars. And it all went to seed uh, vibrant, same and near culture um, ministries all over the world. So it was pretty great. I was in the shadows encouraging. Well, she ended up getting cancer. Mm. And um passing away. And I remember it was about her second year, uh, second year in of the ministry. And I'm like, man, this is going to get snagged up by the enemy. It's so powerful because, you know, founding leaders passing cannot continue on. And so I'll never forget um, just this encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, someone from the organization had called me and said, would you pray about someone who would take this that has, you know, um, uh, worldview uh, mindset that um, has the skill sets, leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, sure. So I forgot to pray. They called me. Um, and I was like, yes, I said I would pray about that. And I will, I never forget. I sat down and I said, Lord, I love this ministry. And I know it's supposed to continue. Cause by this time, I had then personally engaged with friends and mm-hmm. become, you know, a catalytic leader in it. And it was like the Holy Spirit said to me, I would like you to drop what's in your hands and take this up with me. And I'm like, no, I'm not moving to Georgia. I'm too busy. And it was this wrestling where God was saying, it's an invitation to you, Tracy. Beautiful. Nevertheless, I said yes. And we have continued to walk this out. Now, one more fun story with this, Priscilla. Um, About... Three years ago, I was speaking at a conference in, in uh, maybe it was three. We get lost in COVID, don't we? I'm like, what year? I don't know. <laughs> Some time ago, three years, potentially. <laughs> I was speaking at a conference. You know, I had like five, 6,000 people with a missional focus in Portland. And um, I was sitting on the front row. And um, for some reason, my phone on with me, which is odd. You know, I don't know why it was on me. And someone sent me a picture. And it was one of those Facebook, you know, anniversary pictures. And it was a picture of me on my very first training hike with Kathy, the founder. I didn't have the proper tennis shoes. I was borrowing my daughter's white cheerleader shoes, completely improperly dressed for a hike (laughs) of this magnitude. And I just had the smile on my face. And it was the day of my first hike. And it was the fifth. It was the five-year anniversary from that exact picture. Wow. And I looked at that as I was getting to step up and the Lord said, and it starts with a yes, one step. Five years later to that date, I was getting ready to stand up and speak to these people about advocating for freedom challenge. And it started with me doing something uncomfortable that I felt vulnerable and ill-equipped in. I didn't have the proper tennis shoes. I didn't have the proper clothes. I was a girly girl and I don't want to be outside in the dirt. Wow. Five years later, that yes brought me to places that I never would have expected. Mm-hmm. Wow. Never. And I I love how all of that truly shows the example of like small steps, being involved, connecting, taking that hike, right? Hanging out with um the woman who was leading it. Like it 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 didn't necessarily nothing, it didn't all come to fruition and and you know, immediately. Also, you also didn't know where God was taking you with this. <laughs> and you were just walking in obedience 
while also I'm sure like having fun and enjoying just being a part and serving. Um, so that's just so beautiful. I'm such a firm believer and lover of like dates. Like I think dates have a huge importance and like it's, it, God sometimes shows us signs and, and steps to take based on dates and things like that. So even just you sharing that, um, is really important. It also sh- dates remind us how long we've been either waiting for something, doing something, all of that is really, really important. Um, and I love you. You said you shared that God said um, to take out what take out of what is your it's in your hand and take this and like say yes to this. Um, yes. That reminds me of this quote by um, this is singer. Or I guess he's a singer rapper called Toby. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. So I'm just going to say N. But he says it's hard to get your gift from God when both your hands are full. Right. And so we're making room. We're making room. And sometimes that means letting go. That sometimes means letting go of what we thought for the will of God, because the will of God is just always better anyways. <laughs> and so um, I, I love that you, you know, you show that example of being able to do that. Uh, and again, like it's God who strengthened us to do those things. And, you know, he doesn't rush us. He is super gentle um, and sweet in, in how he, you know, he knows us. He knows um, our personality. He knows our hesitations. He knows our fears. Um, so praise God for that, that he's in the process with us um, as we're doing that. And because of that, because of your obedience, you know, Freedom Challenge got to keep going, being led by you and is making such a powerful impact. And I'm believing and agreeing with y'all for that 1 million um, women and children being impacted and served and and reached by 2030. I'm really believing for it. Yeah, this is our 10 year anniversary this year. And this year, 2022, we're going back to that original challenge, which was in Kilimanjaro. And we are, um, you know, looking back, our theme is look what the Lord has done. And it really goes to with what you're saying, like all these little stories of women's small yeses. Mm -hmm. I went, I didn't know anything about human trafficking. I ended up adopting this child and this is how it intersected. You know, the trajectory changes Mm -hmm. of so many women. I'm just talking about the women who engage, Mm -hmm. but then all of the individual stories of impact, the lives, the faces, the names that we will never know, but the Holy Spirit, again, invites us into this unique partnership mm-hmm. where we're not minimizing, oh, I'm just climbing a mountain and right. you know, being vulnerable or, oh, I'm just raising funds or I'm just opening my mouth. All of those things are leading to something that is outside of time and space, because we may not see it, a woman in another community with a name and a face, not a statistic, but also outside of our, our life and legacy often, you know, some of these things we do in the now, but we won't see until the not yet. Mm -hmm. And so it's this idea that God is allowing what we're doing here on this earth to transcend even these moments we get to see. It's super exciting. Yeah, it's it's really a, a bigger picture mindset, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. not just like me right now, this yes, this is hard. It's like thinking long-term, bigger picture, what how does this impact um just other people, right? Even if it's it's difficult. Um, uh, and so yeah, I wanna I want to hear a little bit about um your book. We're gonna close with like some practical next steps that we each have to like support people um, in being able to just really walk these things out. But I know that you just came out with a book. 
and yeah. I'm so excited. Um, and I know you have that in, intertwined with your testimony. Um, but this really is, I think, an example of, you know, taking big steps in small ways. Um, and so would love to hear more about that. What has that, you know, journey been like? Um, you know, not not everybody's a writer, not everybody can create um, can just speak and put those things onto a piece of paper, um, in a way that will really minister to people. So that, yeah, share please more about that journey. Yeah. Well, this is definitely a seed planted long ago. Um, I have been writing and talking about to myself and to a select small group of people about four stories or topics that I believe God's put in my heart through these years of doing what I do. And, um, I really, that's all they've been. So um, I have a friend, I, it's a collaboration in partnership with a good friend of mine who lives in Portland. Her name is Lisa. She um, leads an organization called Arise Collective. And she is very passionate about biblical literacy. Mm. And I am as well. And mm. biblical justice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I keep saying, okay, these are the topics, these are the books, and how am I going to go about this? And what I love is often, again, partnership. Mm-hmm. I reached out to her and I said, hey, let's do an online Bible study this year. And about a year and a half, two years ago, she goes, actually, I have a better idea. Let's co-author um, a Bible study together that's going to emphasize biblical literacy, which we both care about, and biblical justice. Oh, and it was almost like the Holy Spirit said, I'm helping you (laughs) like take a step with a friend, right? So because behind this mustard seed faith that I'm watering, that we're talking about is all the other things that God will begin to pull out of me. So I'll be vulnerable in saying that as I say this, it is the first seed. So the book is out of Micah six, six through eight. Um, we have co-authored it. It will be available on Amazon in February. We will together do an online study. It really focuses on women understanding their why, you know, in a world that has lots of sound bites, lots of ideas, what it, what is justice? Mm-hmm. We want to go straight to scripture and see what God says justice is. Yes. And then we want to make sure that women are learning and digging into scripture for themselves, Mm -hmm. not just being handed processed food by a teacher, although the written word and teaching is important. Mm -hmm. But in the day that we live in, it's really important for believers to actually understand how to study the Bible in its context, do it properly and really come to um, Holy Spirit connection of what he's saying. Six weeks in Micah six, six through eight, and the, it's called, what does the Lord require? And so it's mm. going to take us through what does biblical justice look like from scripture? Amen. Thank you so much for creating that for your um, obedience in it. Um, because yeah, I think that's super important. We talk a lot about on this podcast in regards to biblical literacy. Um, you know, always when I do the meditations, I'm like, I'm, uh, my prayer is always is that I'm just creating a space for when this episode ends, you're then going into the word, um, and truly like studying it as after we've meditated on it. Um, because that's important, right? We can't have other, others, 
people just always teaching us that's important we get to hear different interpretations sermons things like that but like god's word we get to just sink into our hearts into our minds also on our own and learning it we don't have to go to seminary we don't and and all the you know if you want to awesome but you don't have to do all those things you don't have to even be a pastor to be able to do those things and so thank you thank you thank you for that we need it um and biblical justice right especially now more than ever people we're seeing i think kind of like what you were saying before sometimes when people don't know what to do about something or what step to take they just maybe kind of don't do anything and the world is telling us a lot on how to address justice but the bible actually has the best answers um had a podcast in december talking about that because um sometimes the world's approach to justice may actually be unbiblical right there are actually a few approaches that are not based on um what god wants and his way of justice and so we always just have to go back to the bible for everything for literally every answer and there is there is and there are answers in there about biblical justice so i'm excited to read it i'm excited to go into it with a group of women um i know it's going to minister minister to us and bless us um and so thank you for another example of your yes and i thought of when you were saying in the partnership i thought of the episode we did on your podcast and the freedom challenge podcast about collaboration right even collaboration is a tool to help us take steps right because maybe the hesitation is is wow i can't do this by myself well first off you're never doing it by yourself you're doing it with god but that's why humanity exists that's why we have other people right so we get to do things together co-author co-create things um with other people that we trust and that we can do it on the journey so thank you for sharing that testimony yes it, it definitely was something I felt known by God because I just like I forgot to pray about who was going to take the freedom challenge. <laughs> I guess I, there's a pattern developing here, but uh, I I'm grateful because I really actually learned a lot about even the strategy of writing and doing that alongside a friend mm-hmm. and also how long it takes. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Just like what, I mean, I had a whole different picture involved in the actual process Mm -hmm. of doing this. So for me, um, it was a part of my mustard seed faith for what's to come. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Amen. Uh, well, let's close with giving, um, the women some, what some steps, however you feel, um, or steps or tips or advice on, um, actually like how to start small, how to, actually take these steps um whatever that may look like for you culminating of everything that we spoke but just things some things that you would say like here maybe try this or do this um, or approach this in this way thank you yes I think the first and foremost thing is understanding that we are often the hardest person to lead you know um the world has a leadership shortage Mm -hmm. none of us want to I mean think about what happens to leaders in the world that we live in right now you step out and put yourself out there and get vulnerable and say, I'm going to, I have a vision for, I'm taking a step. The enemy, but also the world that we live in is just like, you know, there's a, there's a kickback instantly. So I think many times we innately know that there's going to be that resistance and it's, you know, it's just this idea of leading yourself and partnering with the Holy spirit for courage to take that next small step. And, um, so I think, um, knowing that vulnerability is beautiful. And when you take that first small step packed with, even as I just said, this book means I have four other books to write. 
I mean, like I'm vulnerable now because there's people who will listen to it and say, really? Okay. Mm, Let's see what that looks like. Mm. So that means I have to lead myself. And Mm. sometimes I don't want to be led, right? I know what it's going to cost. I know that the yes means I'm going to have to open my hands and let go of some things. So that negotiating, that internal negotiating is invite the Holy spirit into it. Don't do it on your own, but also friends, people that can kind of work it through with you and Mm -hmm. ask you some good questions. Another thing I would say is, um, don't, this is something I've learned because I'm 51 and I'm going to be a grandma, by the way, I just, I'm going to be grandma, but something I've learned in my years is to not paint the picture before, you know, like just don't pre-paint a picture. Don't pre-envision. And with all this discussion on vision, somehow we've interpreted it as like, there's the desk, you know, there's the thing. Yes. I'm not called to a thing or a place. I'm called to a person and that is Jesus and the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit walking with me. So when we don't paint the picture, so I try to show up now to life, which I tend to be more of an organizer leader type person mm-hmm. with a blank canvas. Mm. And I go, here's the structure, God, there's the size of the canvas. Sometimes I might go, okay, this is a, you know, an eight by 10 canvas. This is a, you know, 30 by, you know, 20 canvas. Here's the canvas. And maybe I'll put a color palette out. I think mm. this is where we're going. And then I take the first step to start co-creating with a friend, with the Holy spirit within myself. So I think that's important. Don't paint the picture. And we always hear the leadership. Listen, tell me where it is that you're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I sometimes want to push back against that. Maybe yeah. put up the size of the canvas and the color palette and allow the creating to take its form because there's things that are coming and people that will join you that you mm-hmm. could not possibly know about correct it's impossible so if we can trust him and say I trust you Lord that Mm -hmm. what I need I'm going to be met with on the things that I've laid out for us Mm. together you have my yes yes and that really just blessed me because um I got news yesterday of of a no that I was hoping that would be a yes. And I created this entire vision of how everything is going to be different you know, when I, when I get the yes. And, you know, it was then this, it was disappointing to not just hear the no, but then now have to like move on from the, you know, vision I created and this idea I created. Um, and so that's really, I think that's, yeah, that's really powerful because that's like you said, that's not often what we're taught. And, um, you know, I think we can envision things, but to, have a very detailed vision of something um, also kind of blocks what God can do, right? Like we're just going to be like, well, no, that's just going to be there and that's it. And that's just, that's how it is. And that's how I have a passion. And that's how my vision is for it. And it's like, God is like, but why, but I want to like move that, (laughs) you know? And, and it's like, he's going to do it anyways, but we're, then we're going to be the ones who like experience like some pain in it because we were so focused on something being and looking a very specific way. Um, so that, that really, um, that really is true. And that really just blessed me. So thank you for that. It shuts down possibilities and creativity. It actually puts us in a place that we're all knowing and all powerful. 
And that's not great partnership with God, right? He's like, let me be the lion's share. Um, So, you know, there's been so many times where I could feel the Holy Spirit saying, what size is the canvas and what are our colors? And Mm. would you be okay when we show up? I don't want you to waste your energy, Tracy, Mm. on on things that um, will not be that way when you get there. Right. And so often it's like, I never saw that treasure. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, some of and the it causes li- other things like yeah. um, doing that causes worry, causes anxiety, causes, you know, deep, dis- it just, it's a, it's, it could be avoided, <laughs> right? All those things can be avoided. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. Thank you for that. Yeah, I don't know if leadership experts would agree with it, but <laughs> Hey, after doing this life for this long yes, and yes. Um, I, I feel like that's been a helpful tool for me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. And, um, the only one I would, I mean, besides everything you've already said and what everything we've said is to just like continue to affirm the fact that when you take, when we take the steps, we are, we are serving people. And so think about envision the people you are serving when you're taking that step, perhaps that helps you in saying the yes of, um, of the population or maybe that you already know you're going to serve or like of a great grandchild that you, that is going to come in the future because of a decision you're making, like really thinking about, um, the people and envisioning them. I think for me, that has always helped me be obedient because I'm like, yes, this is hard. I actually don't want to do this sometimes, but it's about the people who I'm going to get to serve and reach. Um, and you know, that that's, that's my kind of like my motivator in that. And so also finding your motivator, right? Maybe that's not your motivator, finding other, what is your motivator in everything? Um, but we are all capable, um, to co-create, to, walk alongside God, collaborate with God to create things um, and to say yes. And so, or to say yes, however you want to say it. (laughs) Um, But I'm really grateful for your, the scriptures you shared, the, um, the teachings that you share your examples uh, for your yes and what you're doing with the freedom challenge. Um, She also has a podcast y'all. So I'm gonna let you share about where people can find you and how they can support you and the freedom challenge and all that. So yes, feel free, please to share. Yes. So it is the freedomchallenge.com. You can see all of our events this year. We have a, um, a visitation, a coming alongside some ministries in Greece. We have five one day regional challenges happening throughout the year. We have the Israel Jesus walk, which is just walking in the steps of Jesus. Um, there's no tour buses friends. And the Kilimanjaro Anniversary Challenge. Um, the uh, podcast is the Freedom Challenge Online. It's on all the platforms. And um, our Instagram is FCUSA. That's where you can find all about what is happening. And um, we'd love to see um, continued partnership. I love New York City. Hey, do you mind if I tell a really quick story? Yeah, please. Um, So I said earlier that I'm going to be a grandma and I'm going to be called lovey. A few years ago when I was at the She is Free conference that I met you at, Carissa and I did, um, talking about, um, you know, being able to see beyond your yes now into the future and to what God wants to do with your life. And, um, I've never shared this publicly yet. How exciting. So I just found out I'm having a granddaughter and those years back, do you remember how at she is free? The little girls are up there with the flags. And you remember that. 
there was a moment in worship at that particular conference where I looked up and there was this little blonde girl dancing about. And I looked up to the heaven, not to be spooky. And I saw this little starlight Mm -hmm. drop into her little chest and light her up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, what is that? He's like, that's your granddaughter who carries the strength of your legacy from your life deposited to continue on. And Mm -hmm. I started weeping. I literally was like, what? And then vulnerability. I'm like, I can't say that. What if I don't have a granddaughter? What? what you know just all that stuff we do mm. and I'm having a granddaughter wow that just gave me chills come on I Jesus like so and and it was just this picture of like you know we say yes to life to being a mom you're a mom yep, yep. like holding and nurturing and having this child and nursing and changing all the things you know now my daughter's you know a grown woman having her own baby mm-hmm. but just to see this prophetic picture yeah. of God saying a little star from heaven, your life outlasts your, you know, your legacy outlasts your life. And, um, and it's quite often birthed in things that are visions outside of you. Yep. It's less about you and it's more about God's big story and this little small, small part in it. So there's something about she is free because actually in 2019, which is, yeah, when we saw each other, 2019, um, I actually had been to the conference for a few years in a row and they always have a component of like women wanting to pray over their womb who want to become moms. I pray that then. And then I found out I was pregnant October, 2020, which is when she is free would have happened, but because the pandemic, it didn't happen. And that's when I found out I was pregnant. I'm just like, come on, she is free. There's some, there's something there. (laughs) Babies in life, right? Yes. I love it. Wow. Beautiful. And so I got to tell you when we did that, is it a boy or a girl? A couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, if this is a girl, Jesus, how precious. So, anyway. oh, and I love that she's going to call you lovey. That is an adorable name. <laughs> my, my daughter came up with that. So, oh, I so sweet. So sweet. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. This time really blessed me. I know it's going to bless other people and encourage other people. Um, if y'all need more encouragement, like we said, follow um, all the social medias and the pages. Um, if y'all feeling like want to climb a mountain, go to the Mount Kilimanjaro. I will be supporting via social media and be watching everything because that is amazing. Um, but yes, I'm just so grateful and thank you for being with us today. Oh, loved every minute. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PD or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.